after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here tonight to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Empty tubs of butter are for recycling, not for my leftovers. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. I take issue, I take issue with that statement. Not the Andrew Walsh part or the Genevieve Haz part. The thing about the margarine tubs, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. I saw what I think is literally the most disgusting TV commercial that I've seen. Yeah, you were grossed out. Potentially in my lifetime. I mean, literally stomach turning this weekend. I wanted to add it to today's show sheet. I couldn't find it anywhere online. I don't know if that's because too many other people were complaining about it or it's just one of those things, but I hunted it down. I spent an hour hunting this thing down, yeah. isolating it, uploading they it to They tried YouTube to scrub myself. it from the record. That's right. It shall not be scrubbed. I have receipts, Genevieve. Yeah. And an upset tummy from watching this commercial too many times. And we will play that for you as we go over a whole bunch of commercials we've been seeing lately. Usually we have some sort of a theme and we invite a bunch of writers. And wait, hold on. That's This American Life. No, sometimes we have a theme where we group a bunch of commercials around. Uh, today, uh, more of a bit of a grab bag in a segment we call Adcolades and Admonishments. And yes, that is easy to say. That's why we named it that. Um, <laughs> commercials that we love and commercials that we hate. And just a bunch of stuff that has been um kind of on tv a lot recently yeah this is all new stuff this is this is this is all new stuff baby. hot off the presses this is all new stuff baby plus we'll check in with the ad council very briefly not tons of stuff from the ad council if we have time i'm going to share with you a uh, old commercial that i found from the 90s on one of those old vhs tapes that i uploaded to youtube and i think it might bring back some memories for you genevieve okay we'll get to that if time in fact i'm going to ask you if you think we could build a whole show around this commercial I found in the archives. All right. All right. All right. You dubious? I am dubious. That sounds like um, kind of a thin broth, but you never know. Well, we'll see. But uh, let's get into the ad... Let's get into the adcolades. We got to name it something else. Adcolades and admonishments. It's not hard. It's a thin I am interested in seeing if this first commercial we talk about today, if this is the beginning of something big or just a one-off commercial. It better be the beginning of something big because it's such a wind-up. It, it really is, is It is such it? A, a big wind-up for something that feels like they must be going for something more uh, serial here. So, yeah, let's get into it. Now, whenever we're talking about new commercials on this show... You can bet your bottom dollar that there are going to be a lot of insurance commercials. Yeah. They're your just progressive they, they make, campaigns. They make all the content. We got some Dr. Rick coming up later. We have potentially some Allstate Mayhem coming up yeah. later if time. And we'll kick things off with Geico teasing the beginning of a resurrection of an old campaign, a campaign that launched a TV show. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. The Geico every Caveman. I, every time I remember that they tried to do that, it it 
astonishes me afresh. Is it the only TV show that you can think of? Because it was a TV show, right? So the Geico yeah. Cavemen had their own TV show for a while there. For in a the minute. Very late 90s or very early 2000s, Some, probably yeah, that's, 2000s. That sounds right, but I don't remember exactly. To their credit, I cannot think of any other ad campaign that launched a TV show. Well, what was Ted, what was Ted Lasso? Was that like a... Oh, that yeah. A, no, you're right. I think that was a... A TV show, or, the, or rather, a campaign. It was. It was like sort of an online video campaign. Um, in fact, it was, it's funny because I people had sent it to me. It was like a three minute or four minute video introducing Ted Lasso. This idea of this American football coach going overseas to coach soccer, and he was obviously bumbling. And it was like, like I say, a viral video that was a commercial for soccer coming to the U.S. Some some sort of soccer broadcast, right. you know, coming to the U.S. And uh, that did become a TV show. So good pull there. Yeah, quite also, a successful one. In very successful. Yeah. Ne- I've, never, I've never seen one second I've of it. I've never seen one second of it, but I really feel like I get it. Um, Let's see here. I know it's what everybody needed during the pandemic. That's what I know about it. Yeah, it's it. fine. And, you know, I heard it makes you feel good and good performances and yeah. everything. I don't That's what anything. I heard about heroin, too. I don't have anything against it. You've been listening to Too Much Velvet Underground. <laughs> you know that song they have called I Love Heroin? It makes me feel good. <laughs> like Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, like Ted Lasso. They were ahead of their time, too. <laughs> I sort of feel like G.I. Joe was a commercial you know, but that you get into some. They weird were almost thing. born at the same time. Yeah, but well, like GI Joe was. Ba- I mean, I feel like in Transformers, they were. It was a TV show made to sell toys, right? Which is a little bit of a different, like origin. Story. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, GI Joe the toy existed yeah. long before the TV right. show. The I interplay think. of commerce and entertainment and art is a fascinating one. Yeah, but anyway, so let's thanks talk for about, coming to my TED talk. Let's talk about the Geico Cavemen. This was back during an era where I did not have television, so like I didn't see these constantly. It's almost like a phenomenon that I sort of read up on later, sort of. Um, I didn't really read up on it, but you know what I mean. Um, but the the plot of the Cavemen uh, campaign was basically. They had a tagline, it's so easy, even a caveman could do it. But then the cavemen that they showed in the commercials became more and more put off by this tagline, right? right? Because it was, it was insulting to them. I mean, could you make the argument these were postmodern commercials, Genevieve? <laughs> sure, why not? Um, you know, I think they were they were commercials meant to um, play with the idea, have, have like maybe commentary on the idea of discrimination, um, and I'm looking at the the history of this show right now, and it like it it died before the TV show yeah, based on the campaign. It died before it even lived. I think it got oh, like really? I don't even think it got its full first. It got a 13 order ep- 13 episode order in 2007, um, but then I think it like didn't air more than seven or eight episodes. Oh, okay, so fun fact: Stephanie Courtney was. A recurring character on that show. That is really interesting. Yes. So the woman who plays Flo yeah. played a different character in for a com- Ge- for, for a, a Geico. competing insurance. How was that not in the in the Katie Weaver story? That is that's a, a really dazzling good point. deep. Wow, that's really interesting. That yeah. actually makes me want to go back and watch that show. <laughs> I wonder if you can find that show anywhere. I don't know. I mean, there's no streaming service that is like, hey, we want to be the ones who air these air six the episodes Geico commercials. Anyway, so that was the campaign as it existed about 20 years ago or more, potentially. Um, it was a pretty funny campaign. And then um, it went away for a long time. And then Geico 
released this commercial a few weeks ago. I think you and I both probably saw this during the NFL games that we were watching. And um, whether you watch football or, or not, I know a lot of the commercials I see happen during football games with this time of year specifically is when I think a lot of advertisers start dropping bigger and bigger budget commercials leading up to the Super Bowl and you know we're in playoff season now so we're starting to see like we're just starting to see I I think primetime commercials sort of for lack of a better word and one of them is um we see a man and a woman and they're sleeping in bed. It's kind of dark. And then um, one of them wakes up and we realize it's the Geico caveman and he's having a, a nightmare all about the times he was so disrespected by Geico. Huh. Huh. <sighs> Honey, what is it? They said that line again. Whoa, Genevieve, I didn't realize this. I'm like, they're letting so much space in here. I've only seen a 30-second yeah, cut like of this. Yeah, this is a two-minute version. You, you found a two-minute version yeah, of this, so I have not I, seen this. That's why I say they're really winding up for something. This oh. is a two-minute, almost like mini-movie, and there are basically no jokes in this commercial. It is a, it is fully a drama set between these this couple, this uh, normal woman and this <gasps> caveman husband. Normal? Yeah, I'll say it. Wow. God, I'm, I'm this not, is exactly what he's woke fighting mob, The woke mob can come for me. Oh, I'll say all it. All right, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right. Um, no, so between like a, 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 I don't know, regular woman and a caveman husband, and there are- va- Modern. You could say a modern woman. Okay, a modern. I don't know how modern she is. I don't know what her values are. <laughs> And it is two minutes um, that reads exactly like a drama where, like, you know, some dark secret from the past is being dredged up. You know, I thought I was out there pulling me back in. There's just, like I said, there's no joke. So if this isn't the wind up to some more fun or funny campaign, then I don't know what they're doing here. Yeah, I don't know if the two minute version has aired on television. I definitely saw like a 30 second cut of this, but let's keep going here. It's so easy. Caveman. Tina, don't. But it's been every night for weeks what do you want me to say i haven't thought of geico in 20 years and then this shows up mr caveman we're writing to ask you to participate in the new geico documentary babe i read it the story covers many things like bundling home and car insurance isn't this what you want don't you want to set the record straight not like this Remember they helped insure the house, my rings, your dogs? They turned me into a punchline. Look, Geico helps make it easy to get the coverage for the things you care about. Who talks like this? People. People who want to help with insurance. (sighs) You think I should do this? I think you need to move forward. You can't keep living under a rock. It's cliche. <laughs> now let's go back to sleep. Okay. I'm up now. I'm gonna hit the rowing machine. So I thought he's gonna hit the rowing machine is gonna be some like joke. No, he's just on an erg machine in their basement. <laughs> like a totally normal dude, like a modern man. 
So there's nothing like other than her saying living under a rock, it's a cliche. There's there's no punchline no. to it, really. Like there's no way there's no there's nothing that comes back around to the fact that he is, in fact, a caveman. So I don't know if it's going to be this documentary that is alluded to in the letter he receives is that if that's going to be the like the big reveal. But like they're they've built up quite a lot of of expectation here around something. And I think it's got to pay off. You know, I sort of alluded to this a second ago, not even kind of realizing that it might connect to this particular commercial, but they're probably building to a Super Bowl payoff. Yeah, this, that makes a lot this, of sense. You know, and and because I, when I saw that, or in this commercial, when he said something like, they want me for a documentary, I thought they were going to make maybe a fake documentary. Do you remember Skittles made a fake documentary? Yes. It was like a full- About a, man, a Skittles like, man. Yeah, like 10, 15 minute yeah. long fake documentary about a, a man who had Skittles pox or something like that. I thought maybe Geico was doing that, but now that I think about it, I'll bet you maybe they have another one or two of these building up to some sort of payoff at the Super Bowl. We'll see. Yeah, I but guess. that makes the most sense, and I'm sure there will be something uh, something with the caveman. Yeah. Back. Now, another commercial that sort of caught our eye. Now, I think you've paid more attention to this commercial than I have. I saw it briefly, but I don't think I had the sound up on the TV. But I uh, did not uh, have any trouble identifying Tom from Succession in a car commercial. Now, is this a Mercedes commercial? This is a Mercedes commercial. So the actor's name is Matthew Mc. I guess it's McFadden. It's spelled F F A D Y E N. So I don't know if it's Fadian, okay. but anyway, M- Matthew McFadden, who before he was Tom Wamsgans on Succession, where he was this, you know, to me just, and I think to most viewers, like a really, even even within that that gang, a pretty despicable, mm-hmm. unlikable character. Um, before he was Tom Wamsgans, he was probably best known for being Mr. Darcy in the Pride and Prejudice movie with Keira Knightley. Yeah, I did not know that until recently. I think you were maybe pointing that yeah, out. Yeah, and so it's just so funny to me, like to go from being this like, like romantic icon in film and literature to to Tom Wamsgans, and of course the actor is handsome. I mean, it's. Like his character wouldn't have worked in succession if he hadn't been at least like conventionally handsome. But I just find him so unlikable that I feel like he needs to do something quick with his image and like take mm-hmm. a role pretty quick where he's very likable before he like before the Tom Wamsgansness like stink never comes off. Yeah, you and I were not talking about that on a podcast, right? We we're just talking about this off air. I this think is so, funny because yeah. I uh, don't want to repeat what we've already talked about on this show, but. Y- when you told me that he had that original role in Pride and Prejudice, I didn't recall that at all. And then I went back and Do I found that Do you know that, that version very well? Yeah. I saw it once all the way through. Yeah. I, I, I read the book and then I watched the miniseries and then I did watch the movie once. I think I preferred the miniseries, although I do. preferred the lighting in the, in the movie. But um, that's not anything anybody was asking me about. Uh, <laughs> now, that I, now that I think about it, though. Yeah, how do you feel about the lighting in the <laughs> miniseries, the BBC uh, version? Anyway, um, I never made that connection until last week, having watched all of Succession. So then I called up some clips of him in Succession, or maybe just some some images, and you were looking over my shoulder, and you said he almost retroactively seemed less appealing as Mr. Darcy, yeah. having seen him in Succession. Like, that is a... I mean, in a certain way, it's a credit to 
his inhabiting of the role. Yeah. But you're right. As an actor, that it's could kind be of a an liability. Issue. Yeah, right? yeah. And so this Ma- this Mercedes ad is interesting. He's got his British accent back on, which he obviously dumped for the Tom character. Somebody pointed out because the Emmys were last night that almost everybody in that show has some sort of an accent. Oh yeah, they weren't Sarah, using in the uh, TV show. Yeah, Sarah, uh, who played I can't. It's like Sarah something with an S, uh, who mm-hmm. played uh, Siobhan. Mm-hmm. She has. Uh, She's either Australian or British. I can't remember now. Um, I think Jeremy uh, Strong is is American, and so is Kieran Culkin, obviously. But then Brian Cox, he, he's got a thick accent, right? The actor Brian Cox. He does, and I th- can't remember now if he has one. He doesn't. Scottish. Have, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. In real life. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, all that to say, so in this Mercedes ads, it is it's a pretty kind of paint by the numbers ad. I feel like for Mercedes, it's just. Matthew McFadden or Fadden in a tuxedo looking good, but, you know, looking like Tom in a tuxedo, um, just saying a bunch of like sort of pablum about like how cars have evolved to be different things over the years. They've become theaters. And then we he shows like, you know, inside the, the car, you can watch your media or whatever. They've become office places and, you know, walks past a bunch of people doing work at their dashboard or whatever just and just kind of like highlighting that as cars have changed they become drug dens they, and become they showed a bunch of people smoking yes. weed driving around right but through through it all uh, mercedes is the mercedes again like not a very interesting pitch to my ear a car is a car there's a spa mm. an office hi hello a cinema so automated. Yes, the definition of a car changes. But one thing stays the same. It's a Mercedes-Benz. Hmm. Defining class since 1886. So it's a spa because the seats have lumbar support? Do we I, still call it that? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, it's, it, I didn't exactly understand how a Mercedes is a spa. I guess the lumbar support, you're right. I can't think what else it would be. When you set this up, I thought they were going to show a bunch of people doing these things in the car, like somebody maybe on a cell phone having a business meeting while they're driving or something. They kind of just gesture at it. But instead they just show him walking through a spa and him walking through an office space. They have like, there's some things in the office space that people appear to be using like Mm. car stuff. But it's, I agree. Like the, the commercial itself is like, I mean, if it wasn't a famous person doing it, it would never even, like, br- you wouldn't even, like, blink. You wouldn't no. even notice it that it was that it was on. Yeah, very forgettable commercial It's there. extremely forgettable. So I just think it's kind of interesting that this is the first relatively high-profile thing we've seen Matthew McFadden do mm-hmm. since Succession. Like, And I'm really curious what his next act is going to be. And I hope he's thinking about it carefully because, like we were yeah. saying, the Tom character was he really inhabited it, but it's got a big stink on it. Make Darcy hot again. Make Darcy hot again. I'll get you a red hat that says yes. that. This would be the perfect <laughs> this would be the perfect time to do that for you. Yes, that's what that's what I would like to be associated with. Mm-hmm. Speaking of gross, let's talk about this Xfinity campaign that I'm quasi obsessed with. So I told you that I saw this campaign. I don't had you seen any of these in the wild or were you just going by what I told you? I don't think I saw these in the wild. So I saw these during, I don't know if it was just one football game or a couple of football games this weekend, but 
this campaign really stood out to me because the first of all, the setup of the commercial is very generic to begin with. You have a big group of friends. I'm going to say maybe six or seven people, and they all appear in all of these ads, and they're all watching football together in somebody's living room, right? Um, we've seen that a million times. These commercials for Xfinity, though, are showing what happens when you have a non-Xfinity service for your internet, and you're just trying to stream these games, which, by the way, that's that's kind of interesting and worth noting in this way, because I feel like we live through the era of cable versus satellite, and now as we see more and more of these football games go behind paywalls on, on peak Cock and Amazon, Amazon Prime yeah. and everything. Now it's, hey, do you have a good cable provider? No, it's, do you have a good internet provider so you can stream these games? So anyway, that's the premise of these. If you don't have Xfinity, you're going to have to end up doing things other than watching the football game while your internet hiccups, right? Yeah, and buffers and, and whatnot. buffers and whatnot. And to illustrate this, this is one of those commercials where they show the people who don't have Xfinity. And I think it's very interesting in that... And I want, I want to be careful here. Like, as far as the actors in this commercial are concerned, I'm not calling any of them ugly. But it is very clear that they are presenting every single one of these friends as being kind of dorky, kind of ugly. Yeah. Um, and just, like, shooting them in the most unflattering it ways possible. It is not possible. aspirational. Yes. And because they represent the people who have the non-Xfinity, right? Um, and so... In each of these commercials, they're watching the game, and it begins with the game going down because the internet is sputtering. And so they have to do something else. And here, I'll just play this first one for you. And it's just like this awkward silence where these, again, I'm going to say sort of unattractive people have to make do doing other things than watching the game. Huh. Internet's out. Want to hear a fun fact? So... <laughs> This one guy who's kind of a, a ginger, just slightly, maybe slightly pudgy ginger, turns to his buddy and says, do you want to hear a fun fact? Because this is how he's going to fill the time while the internet is down. And now we see in the background another one of the, the friends shakes her head like, no, you don't want to hear this fun fact. Want to hear a fun fact? Elbows are impossible to lick. He says, elbows are impossible to lick. And then to illustrate it, he tries to hold his elbows close to his face as possible. But if you know anything about human biology, which I do not, um, he can't get his elbow anywhere near his tongue. He's sort of sticking out his tongue, trying to lick his own elbow, not even getting close to it. And then his friend, the dude that he's talking to and sitting next to on the couch, leans over and licks the elbow of the ginger. Right. Because he didn't say... Lick your, you own, lick your elbow. own elbow. He said elbows are impossible to lick. And so the guy proves him wrong. And then your own elbows. You don't settle for bad internet. That's why you have the Xfinity 10G network with ultra low lag for better streaming. Wish you would have been more specific about your elbow. Only from Xfinity. So both of these guys look pretty put off by this. The guy who yeah. licked the elbow is sort of like grimacing and saying, I wish you had told me. And then the guy whose elbow was licked, he didn't enjoy it either. And it's all they're all just sort of pale looking. Yeah, it's a lot of like, pasty people. Mm -hmm. Here's my question. The woman who has the, the best moment of that ad, which I don't love, is the woman doing the in the background saying, no, don't like silently mouthing. Don't don't ask him about this. But why is she saying that? Because the person who behaves inappropriately, the person who makes it weird, 
is the guy who licks the elbow, not yeah. the speaker. So how did she know it was going to go south? Well, that's the thing about these ads. They don't make tons of sense. Yeah. They're just being weird. Yeah, it's just to be weird. I kind of like the idea, this campaign... What, who do you think they are? It's like kind of fruity candy? Yeah, right? You're no Skittles. But yeah. they stick with this exact same cast throughout the campaign. And there's a bunch of them. There's one where the internet goes down, so they all go to the snack table, and then somebody does something gross with a snack. I can't remember what that was. There was one where the internet goes down... And the woman says, well, I guess it's time for this. And she pulls like a weird looking ventriloquist dummy onto her lap. And they don't even get into her doing the act. They all just look aghast while she and then they do a close up. And the pacing on this and the way they let the commercials breathe, it's all very kind of modern and weird. Right. Right. But the grossest of them all. And I'm not joking. I watched this a whole bunch today because I had to track this commercial down. It is nowhere online. Yeah. I found people complaining about this commercial online, but there wasn't even so much as somebody who held their their camera up to or their cell phone camera up to their TV to record it. I couldn't find this anywhere except I remember there's a place on the gray web where you can watch full full archives of NFL games. So somebody tapes these games and uploads them. Sometimes there are commercials in them. Sometimes there are not. As one last ditch effort to find the commercial that I'm looking for, I find the Chiefs Dolphins game from this weekend where I knew it aired and... Praise be to Jesus. All of the commercials were still in it. And I was able to use some of my some of my technological trickery to capture this commercial, as you suggested I do, Genevieve. And we have now uploaded this is now online because we have uploaded this commercial yeah. isolated to the After These Messages podcast page on YouTube that you can look for. And just, um, just to spite Xfinity. Well, I was kind of interested because I want to know if they were like, we're not gonna upload every commercial in this campaign. We're just gonna put sort of like the the main one, that first one we just heard about the licking the elbows up there. Because sometimes they don't put all the commercials up no. there. But I was trying to figure out if they had pulled this one down. I it's think they so pulled gross. it down. I'm not sure. So I've now uploaded this to our YouTube. I'll let you know if we get any kind of like notifications that it needs to be pulled down or anything. But in this one... Did you like um, tag it for for things? I just labeled it as I usually do. It's called Comcast Xfinity Commercial Abraham Lincoln Mole. So okay. that is the point of this. So same exact setup here, same exact people. The internet goes down. The football game is paused. And then to fill the time, the one guy says, I have a mole that looks just like Abraham Lincoln. And again, and this is the guy who licked the elbow, okay? Right. He's the, he's and he a, says it to the guy who says... You can't lick elbows. Yeah, so you have the ginger guy who tried to lick his own elbow and failed. He's eating chili on the couch. And even even that, they do a close-up of him eating chili. Like, chili is on his lip. It's yeah. just like he looks a little pockmarked and like he hasn't shaven, too. But it's very subtle. I've watched this commercial a million times now. <laughs> it's just like all these tiny little indicators. of These aren't like – I can't explain it. It's not over-the-top Ugliness. These right. are like kind of normal looking people, but everything, everybody again, except for the the one black actor who's in the commercial, everybody's very pale yeah. and just kind of nerdy and just off putting. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
But again, it's these two guys, and and the ginger guy is eating chili somewhat somewhat grossly. Uh, the other guy with the mustache, who's who's a bit portly, says, "I have a mole that looks like Abraham Lincoln," and the guy says, "No, you don't," or he, for some reason doesn't think he does. Right. So then the guy who says he has the mole picks his shirt up right in the face yeah. of the guy who's eating the chili, and we now have a very extreme close up of the lips of the guy who's eating chili sloppily. And the mole, which is like the size of at least a silver dollar, which I need a new reference point because nobody <laughs> knows what silver dollars are anymore. But like it's a giant thing that is I'm feeling gaggy even describing this. It's like clearly like raised from the skin yeah, a bit. Really at least gross. the beard part is. Yeah. And we get a real close up of it. And the guy who's who it's on his tummy too. Yeah. So it's like a very unflattering, it's like my belly. He raises his shirt and we see his big belly like overlapping his his belt, which is sort of kind of bursting too. And again, I say all of this because I've seen this in the mirror every day most of my life. <laughs> Minus a gross mole. Minus the gross mole. And then the guy starts making his mole talk by taking his finger and thumb and sort of yeah. pinching his fat belly around And it. instead of making it a mole that looks a lot like Abraham Lincoln, that's like kind of funny, mm -hmm. but clearly, you know, made, it really looks like a very unhealthy skin condition that just very vaguely has the suggestion of a beard. It's so gross. It's really gross. Stupid internet. I've got a mole that looks like Abe Lincoln. Oh, come on. Now he proves it. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought... Don't settle for 5G home internet. Switch to the Xfinity 10G network starting at $25 a month and stream with ultra-low lag. Hmm. Have you seen my top hat? Only from Xfinity. Ugh. That is absolutely disgusting. I'm almost wondering, is that going to be... I mean, for me, that's the focus of the show today because I wanted to talk about that so badly, and I think it's so... I mean, it makes me want to retch. The guy eating chili even makes a... Yeah. Sound. But are we going to make that the show pick or not? It's pretty gross. It's a lot. We'll, th we'll think about it. We'll think about it. So anyway, I was proud that I tracked that thing down on the gray web and uploaded it. We will let you know if it gets pulled down. Uh, I'm not sure if they just chose not to upload them all or, again, if, if they actually are getting like so much like you bad said, reactions. You said you saw bad reactions. You saw complaints. Were people complaining about it? Where did you see that? Well, but it was on Twitter. Yeah. I, I type, you know, I, I didn't go to Twitter to look for it, but I just was typing in like Abraham Lincoln Verizon mole commercial or whatever. And I found like one or two threads on Twitter of people complaining about it. And uh -huh. then I dug a little bit deeper on Twitter. I don't know if you know this is called X now. Um, but nobody had any video of it. Just like, oh, this commercial's gross. But anyway, yeah, very, very, very gross commercial. And again, they're all kind Kind of gross in their own way, but that one is explicitly gross. Yeah, they're really clearly going for something, which is that if you're not an Xfinity customer, um, you're kind of a sad, yeah, gross person, um, which is kind of interesting. Like we've, I've, I've seen many commercials where somebody where the dreadful alternative is is held up as a bad example, mm -hmm. but usually in those cases, the people are still sort of like slightly aspirationally attractive mm -hmm. yeah and just because that's the kind of people who 
are actors. Who, who are actors, yeah. I do think that this is supposed to be specifically in stark contrast to all the commercials you see of it. It's like, hey, it's watching football time with your friends, whether they're selling Taco Bell or Bud Light or whatever. I can't tell you how many thousands of commercials we've seen of a bunch of attractive people rooting for their team together in a fancy apartment somewhere. Yeah. And this is clearly sp- specifically supposed to be the... the antithesis of that yeah exactly you know? there's like a sad a bunch of sad sacks yeah so anyway gross uh verizon has a new campaign too and again we could only find like kind of um w- one version of this although i know i saw more than this during the the football games this weekend and it's about acting dramatic what is this one that you have dialed up here well so the two that i was able to find are essentially the exact same ad it, it opens the same way it has the same cast there's just a different punchline in each one, which I think is a weird choice to have the same ad running at the same time with no, with almost no deviation mm-hmm. between the two of them. But what what the the story here is is that there's a family that comes home, a mom and a couple of kids, and their dad is there reacting to some something bad that's happened to him related to his phone service, um, and he's being overly dramatic about it, kind of like just like just overly dramatic and so they kind of react with eye rolls and telling him like he can solve his problems with verizon dad you okay it's our phone bill we pay for things that we don't need loaded bundles the reckless spending no more that's a bit dramatic a better plan is verizon starts at 25 dollars a line did you say 25 dollars a line and save big on things we love like netflix and max oh that's awesome spaghetti night Dinner in 30. Oh, happy day. A better plan to save is Verizon. It starts at $25 per line guaranteed for three years and get both Netflix and Max for just $10 per month, only on Verizon. So the dad is clearly a drama queen. One thing that you don't um, see if you're just listening to this is the, the dramatic lighting. When they when they cut to him, it's yeah. like shadowy, dramatic lighting. The music lighting. changes, mm-hmm. the lighting changes. Yeah, and they do a good job with the music as well. I kind of don't mind that, but then I think it's undercut by the exact same ad where it's the same cast same setting same everything it's just the thing he's reacting to is that his phone is all busted up and taped together dad you okay this old tired phone can't be traded in that's a bit dramatic (gasps) i'm stuck with it forever a better plan is verizon we can all trade in our old phones for a new galaxy s23 plus on that i can trade this in okay you get it goodbye old friend Save the drama and get a new phone on Verizon. Trade in any Samsung phone in any condition for a new Samsung. Do you recognize the girl in that, the daughter? I don't. Should, should I? Uh, I will say that I did not recognize her, but in looking around for another ad that I saw in that campaign, I stumbled on something. She was, and this is, I'm going to put her as a young teenager here maybe in this, maybe 16 or something. And this movie came out in 2018, but she apparently was in Ant-Man and the Wasp or versus the Wasp. Or Probably Ant-Man and the Wasp. And the Wasp. I don't think I saw that. Did you see that? If that's the second one I saw it. I didn't see the mm. third one. Yeah, I saw the Ant-Man and the Wasp. I didn't see Quantumania. Anyway, um, she's apparently in that. Um, Does she play his daughter? Scott's daughter? I don't. I don't know. Okay. Um, but I definitely <laughs> saw a third version of this commercial that was a totally different scene and different people, but it was a woman. I think it was like a party scene, and it was a very dramatic woman. She was yeah. like a, a white woman who was just like, and again, the lighting was all dramatic like this, and I don't know if she was freaking out over a bill or a broken phone or what it was. 
again, that one's not online, which makes me wonder, going back to that old that, that campaign we just talked about, were they pulling the gross ones from the Xfinity, or is it that when you have a campaign like this, you just post one to the internet to sort of represent the campaign? I guess that's what happens. It's weird to me when, when people don't post, because like iSpot, for example, should have everything that's been running. Yeah. You know, you but I think. guess the way they get those is that they're submitted to them. Is that yeah. true? I don't know how iSpot so. gets them. I would guess. I'm not sure either. iSpot.tv is the website that we go to for most of the commercials we talk about. Um, now, I want to move on to talk about this Modelo commercial. I, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this one, but the background here is Modelo has been playing uh, this campaign or has been um, airing and producing this campaign for quite a while now, and it's kind of like the mark of a fighter. Do I have that right? Yeah, it's made for fighters or something like that is there has been their slogan, and it's really focused on typically Latino, but not always, but I think typically, I mean, it's a Modelo is a Mexican beer. Um, typically, like, people who kind of, like, you know, had a, faced a lot of adversity uh, and and made good anyway. And like, I think it originally defied the odds. Defied the odds. And I think it actually did start with people who were like boxers or, you mm-hmm. know, actually literally fighting was their job. But then it kind of expanded to encompass, like, uh, I remember there was one about a tattoo artist mm-hmm. and he like kind of bucked the odds and became a really successful tattoo artist. And basically, like, people who made something of themselves through de- grit and determination and, you know, the old bootstrap yeah. uh, theory. A bunch of them, if not all of them, they were, were focused nice. on like sort of an immigrant experience immigrant too. Immigrant experience, right. Um, and they all have the same music by Ennio Morricone, which I believe is from one of the Man With No Name spaghetti westerns, yep. um, like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly or something. Uh, you'll recognize the song when we play it. We talked about this quite a bit when the campaign was newer, years ago, and you really liked them. I did really like it, Because yeah. they really seemed like they were focusing on... And, I don't know if we ever looked it up, but the assumption was that these were real stories that they were telling. Yeah. Like this tattoo artist in Austin was able to make it to this country and, you know, against yeah. all odds, make a name for himself and develop community or whatever. They were like these these nice little these nice little postcards of achievement. Right. right? Um, and now they're sticking with the campaign with the music and all of the other markers. But I feel like. They've really just sort of sold out. I mean, whether or not, I mean, listen, I know that these are commercials. I can a commercial sell out, but if you, <laughs> but if you were at all, they sort of they definitely lowered the bar for what can be considered a quote fighter, right? Exactly. Like if you were at all invested in the story of a uh, you know a Mexican American who came over here or was first generation and was able to like kind of fight to make their own way, now they're just like this is for you, the true fighters, the football fan. In this one, we're seeing um, inside of a football stadium, we see close-ups of beers that were poured from a tap, and they're kind of shaking a little bit, and you quickly realize that the fans are in the stadium stomping their feet and, and creating a little mini earthquake. Feel it. A force that moves everything around it with intensity and power that comes from deep down inside. Full-time fans, your passion is unshakable. And you deserve a reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. The mark of a fighter. Again, like, I don't have any issue with this commercial, except for... 
you're using the same type of language, the same exact voiceover artist in the same dramatic way that we're supposed to be like bought in and celebrating these personal triumph stories. But now it's like, congratulations. You you like a stupid football team. (laughs) Yeah. And I like a lot of stupid football teams, but like I don't deserve anything because I'm a fat bastard who watches football on Sunday. It it does feel like they are, they've kind of widened this out and you know in a way that has diluted the message and it doesn't seem unless i'm missing the joke unless this is supposed to be funny like i really hate the salute to fandom no i think this is very earnest i don't think there's any jokes here it's really off-putting here's another one from the same campaign yeah this one i think like some guy goes into a convenience store uh to buy a bunch of bags of ice for this one i relate to a little bit more because i really hate the feel of holding a big bag of ice (laughs) and i feel like he earned it a little bit more he's grabbing full-time fans your devotion always delivers and he fills up the whole back of a flatbed the mark of a fighter he fills up a yeah the the back of a pickup truck with ice to turn into a giant cooler for him and all of his friends. That's least, a lot of ice. At least something was accomplished there, and I'm a big fan of ice. <laughs> you uh, are, yeah. I would think I that would really am. resonate with you. I'm just again, I know it's just a stupid if commercial. He, if they showed him making tray after tray of carefully curated little spheres little of spheres ice, of would ice? you be more into it? I definitely think that I have the mark of a fighter because yeah. I do that for your parties, <laughs> but. Um, I don't know, man. Again, I think you liked the campaign to begin with more than I did. I didn't like it or dislike it. Yeah. But if you're at all bought in on that earnestness of the original campaign, this under this undersell or what I don't know the word I'm looking for. I think it for does here. undercut it. It undercuts it so much. I think too, when that campaign started, I feel like we were already into, if not the Trump years, the Trump campaign where he was demonizing immigrants and particularly Mexican immigrants a lot and I think it felt like a little bit of um, a little bit of a corrective or like a or a little bit of a defiance of that racist narrative that he was putting out there um, which seems so quaint now considering the you know horrific things that he says just every day but like I just remember feeling like it was a needed narrative in the world that like immigrants are doing great things Mm -hmm. and like achieving great things and contributing great things and so maybe there was a little bit of like just it it was a different time and that was my reaction to it yeah no and and i still like those yeah and if they really are highlighting i mean we've talked about this before there are certain commercials that can sell a product and also elevate something whether it's an issue or spotlight a person like you can do both of those things at the same time um but uh yeah again like if they go back to that now it would just seem really cheap yeah i wonder what the uh sort of like end game for this campaign would be at this point i almost wonder if the same um I wonder if the same production house or ad agency is creating these now, too. Sometimes that'll happen where a a brand will be associated with a a famous campaign, but then that campaign changes hands as far as the the, the creatives are concerned, but they still keep the music, they still keep the voiceover artist. Somebody else is just like kind of writing it. It's like, hey, we launched this thing, but now we're going across the street and somebody's just going to keep it alive, but it sort of takes on a different tone or or, or loses its poignancy. Or or has like a different 
sort of mission statement. I'm excited about this next one, Genevieve, because I have not seen this yet. And it looks like you have two from this campaign. Huh, I forgot. Again, Progressive who is already killing it with the Flow campaign yeah. and the Dr. Rick campaign and all of them. But I heard that our pal, and when I say our pal, I mean a man <laughs> that I've never heard of before, but I've been... Me uh, I'm sorry, before. that I've never met before, but um, who we've been a longtime fan of. Of course, I'm talking about Dr. Katz's son himself, <laughs> H. John Benjamin. He's doing um, he's doing the, a voice of a bird in these progressive commercials? Yeah, it's a little animated pigeon, and uh, it's. I thought I recognized there, there are two pigeons, and they're having a conversation about how much money they can save with progressive and i had a feeling that the that the female voice was also one that i would i would know the name of the voiceover the voice actor and it i did it's retta who you would know probably best from uh parks and rec okay um you'd see you've seen her in some other things too treat yourself I think Treat Yourself, yeah. Okay, sure. Um, and so H. John Benjamin, you would know him as Bob from Bob's Burgers. Archer. Or Archer from Archer. And like I said, Dr. Katz's son, which was always my um The first... Talking Can from Wet Hot American Wet Hot Summer. Hot can of Corn, was it maybe? Beans? Something, yeah. I can't remember. So anything you need to do to set up this progressive commercial? Well, they're just two normal pigeons. They're, they're animated like in a kind of Pixar style, I guess. Um, and they're talking... And when they imagine how much money they could save, um, the H. John Benjamin pigeon imagines flying south for the winter. Uh, and even though they're not migrating types of birds, he would just get on a plane and uh, and fly that way. Hey, look at this. What? Save nearly $750. With that kind of money, we could fly south. Except we don't migrate. No, I'm talking actually fly. <sighs> Sit back, relax. Maybe work on my novel, and I won't forget the little birds out there. Actually, yes, I will. Wow, money changed you. Just keeping it real. Do people still say that? Switch to Progressive and you could save hundreds to spend on whatever you dream up. We should mention that while he's talking about this um, flight he's going to take, we see his fantasies animated. He is working on his novel. He's just pecking a keyboard in front of him and it's gibberish, it's gibberish. on the screen, I which love is that. pretty funny. That's and a good then joke. He says, I won't forget the little birds. He looks out the window from his airplane seat. He looks out the window and sees some um, birds flying next to the plane. Extremely high-flying geese. Yes, exactly. Geese don't typically fly at 30,000 feet. He says but... he won't forget the little birds, but then he says, yes, I will, and he closes the, the blind on them so he doesn't have to look at them anymore. So that's what's happening there. That is, um, I, I did want to see that because I like H. John Benjamin. Um, I, uh, and I did write, what's her name? Retta, did you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 now I almost wish I, you hadn't told me that cause I, I wish I had guessed that. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I would have gotten there. You feel like there. you could have gotten there? Yeah. I wouldn't have known her name, but I would have said the actor from Parks and Rec. I feel like it, but I don't know. There's no way to prove that now. No way but to prove it. As far as the commercial itself is concerned, um, maybe my expectations it's not, are impacting It's how not I some great piece of it. art yeah. or comedy, but you know. H. John Benjamin's voice is so recognizable, and he has done so much work as a voice actor. I mean, he's mm. done a few things. Like, I know what he looks like, um, and he's done a few things um, where he plays himself uh, on screen, but... Very rarely. Very rarely. He's just done so, so, so much work as a voice actor. It's interesting that, like, 
they tapped him for kind of a random guy or progressive ad. Do, I mean, do you remember, I'm, I'm sure you do, but like years and years and years ago when you and I were kind of more newly dating or in the first years of our relationship before Archer, before um, uh, uh, Bob's Burgers. Did we mention Bob's Burgers? Yeah. yeah okay. Um I would hear his voice all over the place. I'd say, that's Dr. Katz's yeah. son. And you would even sometimes say, no, it isn't. And then we would look it up. And I was always right. It yeah, was Dr. Katz's son. And now uh, now it's like so, I mean, you you wouldn't not recognize it. Do you remember when H. John Benjamin put out a jazz album? Yeah, but he doesn't know how to play any But he doesn't know how to play any instruments. Yeah. But it was somehow like he, but he just like legitimately, I mean, I mean, he was in on the joke, obviously, but like. The only joke was that he doesn't know how to play any instruments. But he still made music he, that sounded like jazz, which must <laughs> felt like a victory for you. I feel like he, I felt very seen. Yes. yes. There's one more in this campaign. Does this also have red in it or is this just him? Yeah, this is really just almost like a tag. You could almost see this just being a tag for that first ad. It's, I think, 15 seconds. It's just the same two pigeons having a conversation about a bus stop or, a you know, like a like a bench ad that they're seeing that says... Um, how much you can save with Geik or with Progressive. Man, I wish I had 750 donuts like this sign says. It says $750. Not donuts. What if each donut cost a dollar? I hate that you're kind of right. Switch to Progressive and you could save hundreds. How much do you think a donut costs? More than a dollar. What could it be, Michael? $10? <laughs> it's a donut, Michael. What could it be? I haven't bought donuts in a long time. I buy a donut occasionally. I think it's more than a dollar. You buy a single donut and yeah. a cup of coffee. But the cup of coffee, then you're like, I don't know how much I paid for the donut. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely like bought donuts for like a group of people. And yeah. I'm pretty sure a dozen donuts is is more than $12. Yeah, well, we think it's 20 bucks. Mm, yeah, between 10 and between 15 and 20, probably. While we're on progressive, let's talk about um, this one. Oh, I've only heard the audio of this because Luke wanted to play this for me on um, TBTL <laughs> today. But another progressive ad that I had missed was uh, part of the Dr. Rick campaign. They are going hard with the Dr. Rick campaign. Like, they know that's a real uh, mm -hmm. winner for them. Like, people love it. People uh, will pay attention to it. I think people will like stop what they're doing and listen for the jokes in these commercials. Mm -hmm. I think it's a huge winner for Progressive. This is one where um, it's Dr. Rick. It's one of his um, people who's becoming like their parents. One of the one sort of the regular members of that group, that cast. They're in what looks to be like a, a coffee shop or a bakery or something. Uh, like kinda, a sandwich shop, it looks like. Yeah. They're listing all these breads behind them, yeah. And so it opens with Dr. Rick telling this guy, who's especially sort of tragic looking. Uh, if you know this campaign, this is the guy with the big glasses. Yes, the big glasses. And he says, you know, basically, like, I'm going to tell you to look behind you and not overreact because there's a celebrity behind him. And it really is, I will say, the celebrity in this commercial yeah. is playing themselves. Okay, when you turn around, you're going to see someone. We have a turkey and cheese. Let's imagine that LL Cool J has a bubble around him. Do we want to be hey, I'm Keith. <laughs> there are some situations that young homeowners turning into their parents just can't handle. Yeah, there he is. There's my nephew. Now, I got a video of him uh, playing piano. That's not how you take a selfie. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto with us. Three, two, one. We don't need a countdown. Just take the picture. <laughs> so in case that went by too quickly or you couldn't quite hear it, that's LL Cool J, the real LL Cool J, as in ladies love 
cool Jason. Yeah, looking good, um, I might add. Looking good. He always does. It would be weird if he didn't. Yeah. Uh, and he's the celebrity who's ordering a, a sandwich, and then this guy goes to take a selfie, but then he gets distracted by his to, videos of his nephew. I love everything about it. It's great. I think it's great that LL Cool J has to tell the guy that he's got the phone turned around the wrong way for a selfie. Also, Is that what it was? I was going to ask you, how is he taking that selfie wrong? Yeah, he's the, holding it up in the air. Oh, but I see the screen is facing the yes, wrong way. Yes, because you can I, tell it's the screen because oh. it's covered with cracks and tape. <laughs> That's so Which is funny. another like little subtle joke that they don't even address. It's just like part of the scene. Um, I want to see what the next one you have. Okay, so you don't have this one um, dialed in, which is fine. I don't have to play it, but I was going to ask you, have you seen the um, salad bar one? Uh, I don't remember. It's a little bit of a misnomer to call it a salad bar, maybe, but it's like, um, I. it's definitely this guy with the glasses. And I don't, I think there are some of the other people who are becoming their parents in this commercial as well, but they're in like kind of... Um, you know, one of those fast, casual salad places where the people behind the oh, glass are making the yes. salad for you. He, he's like, he doesn't know what quinoa is. He doesn't know what quinoa is. The, the whole thing is just overwhelming to him. And, and then, then when the they, end, right? The end is great because I got to say, it's so relatable. Do you want to play it or do you want me to say the joke? I don't have it in front of me, so we can just we can just the, say it. He, end, first of all, like, he pulls out his giant wallet that is just like overflowing with all kinds of shit. Receipts yeah. and whatnot. He pulls out his wallet and then I think they tell him it's like $16 for the salad or whatever. And he goes, no, I'm just paying for mine yes, exactly. I'm, like, I'm, I'm with yeah, you dude I, think it's like I feel you $19, I feel yeah. you on that he's kind of he's kind of be- of all of the people who are becoming their parents I feel like this guy with the glasses is sort of becoming the breakout maybe although the woman in this next one who starts it is a one that I, I noticed a lot who I like this next one also speaks to me um, quite uh, I think quite pointedly because I am I really try not to be a hoarder, but I do have a hard time letting go of things that I think I might need one day. Um, And many of the items, so that's what these people are. These are people who are having a hard time letting go of things that are just like totally unnecessary to their lives. They're standing outside, all the, the group of them are standing with Dr. Rick outside of a dumpster and they're identifying their objects before they throw them in the dumpster. And the first woman is holding. And this is the one I think like she has, she gets a lot of airtime. She's in a lot of these, and I think she's very funny. And she's holding like a tissue box, but then one of those little covers you can put over a tissue box. Right. These are my tissue box covers. <laughs> Remember, tissues come in their own boxes. It's important for young homeowners to let go of the things turning them into their parents. There we go. All right, who's next? I've been holding on to these pieces of crown molding because you never know when you're going to need them. I do, and it's never. <laughs> it can be a lot for them. Do you still own that car? I do not. Okay. okay, this is the uh, the guy with the glasses again. He's holding some, not even very... Oh, they're disgusting. <laughs> just some, some dirty-ass... Floor uh, mats. Floor mats from an old car, and, and Dr. Rick is saying, do you even own that car anymore? Do you still own that car? I do not. Okay. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home an auto with us. Empty tubs of butter are for recycling, not for my leftovers. That's a big one, people. <laughs> I like that. I like that they end with a woman like she's come around. She's, she's making progress. She's saying what she needs but to say. But she says it in a very performative way for <laughs> exactly, this group. I exactly, love it. Now, yeah. you said you had some thoughts on that. We do not. We save soup containers mm-hmm. from fat, from takeout places, which I feel like is a cut above a, like a margarine container. It is. And I, I don't, don't save margarine I containers. I don't save margarine containers either. Having said that... 
A global citizen, Genevieve, believes in the motto, reduce, reuse, and recycle. Indeed. And if there is somebody out there who's actually reusing plastic and before recycling it, that is better. And so if I would just say that if you, and I, I'm not defending myself here. I don't use, the, I don't reuse those either. We do have a million of those soup containers yeah. that you get with takeout soup, and I use them for, for all kinds of things, yeah. mostly like when I'm making stock or whatever, but um, all kinds of in the food garage. storage yeah for painting paint storage. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, paint. so if you are somebody who is actually reusing a little plastic container like a margarine container for more food storage it originally had food in it to begin with i would say good on you don't send it to the recycling place because also we don't even know what's getting recycled these days Probably the system is so messed up the system is messed up well i congratulate you on bundling home and auto thank you and i say you are becoming your parents and i would also say this I mean, you, we've already identified that you are they, – this. They, they have made one of these commercials at you personally. They have. The guy who was cleaning his yeah. trash bins. He said you can and never be too careful. And, and saying – and complaining about his hedges needing yeah. trimming. Okay. Also, I need to make a couple of things clear here. First of all, to go back to the beginning of this commercial – I do have a lot of crown molding, though. We see – yeah, that's you. Yeah. You're the person with all the crown molding that you won't throw away. Um, but the first one, with the, she's holding a tissue box on one hand and then her special, it looks like maybe even a homemade, although I'm not sure, like um, tissue box cover in the other hand, right? Oh, it's got a bird on it. I know. I don't think that's an accident. I think putting a bird on that was very, <laughs> very purposeful. I kind of like it. I know you I do. Look right? at it. And now here's the thing: I actually don't like tissue box covers like that. Like yeah. if you go to a hotel and sure. they have it's like kind of a pain in the we ass. We don't have like, them here at our. We house. don't have them. But in the defense of people who like tissue box cozies, yeah, tissue boxes are the ugliest goddamn things in the grocery store they, these days. Why are they making tissue boxes so ugly? They're not just making them plain, yeah. like white or whatever, or a solid color, but like they have these awful designs on yes. them that are so ugly. And they used to, I feel like, make them with like, you could sometimes find them with like a cute kind of retro-y looking mm -hmm. design that you, you didn't hate. And so I would look for the ones that were not hateable. Now, well, for one thing, I get our tissue at Costco, and like you take what you get at Costco. So. Yeah, we'll be using those Christmas boxes well past Easter. I doubt it. We go through tissues. It is true. I, I cry mean, a lot. I mean, look, the, of the all the things that you accuse me of overbuying at Costco, paper goods are not. I should not be dinged on that mm. because we use paper towels, toilet paper, and and tissue paper, or you know, tissues. Uh, just very consistently. I'm constantly weeping. <laughs> Things are hard. Um, anyway, Dr. Rick still killing it. So good. I mean, this guy is making a play. I mean, if, if there's anyone who, like, has a claim to the, to the progressive throne other than Flo, I think it might be Dr. Rick. Um, I, they, and never the twain shall meet, right? They've never had a scene together that we know no, of. No, although I wonder if they've... Uh, first of all, there's probably fan fiction where they have met. <laughs> I don't God, mean in, I a, don't, in, in sexual congress. It's rare that fan fiction doesn't end up in sexual congress. Really? I thought those were two different things. There's something well, there's, called... Uh, there's slash fic. Yeah, that's usually, usually romantic or but sexual also usually in nature. gay. Oh, it is? I think so. I didn't know that. But I, I thought there's all kinds of fan fiction. Star Wars fan fiction. It doesn't have to be about like about shipping see that's the word people use it doesn't have to be all about like shipping the characters it's all kinds of stuff right i mean there's all kinds of everything you're right yeah. but i would say often the reason for fanfic is to explore a romantic pairing that the 
original media never explored. Well, that is not what I'm trying to do with Flo and Dr. Rick. But okay. I'll bet you at some point it has been discussed in some creative boardroom somewhere like, hey, should we do a crossover ad? Because that would that would be a good would, Super Bowl that ad. That would break the internet. Yeah. Um, I wondered, I mean, the original Flo ads, as we've talked about at length, took place in a nether world, right? Inside yeah. inside the idea of insurance. <laughs> now, of course, she like exists with her 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 squad. What do they call them? I, I can't think, remember. I think it's maybe just the squad. Um with her squad and they kind of like go out in the real world and but there but there's always an a, a quality of sort of um absurdity or surrealism, I feel like, to the to the flow universe. That's so different tonally from Dr. Rick. I almost wonder if it's just like they just don't exist in the same universe. Wouldn't it be kind of funny like if they just did a little like Easter egg like in the very background of a flow commercial? You just saw Dr. Rick talking yeah. to his group of patients. That would be or fun. something. That yeah. would be pretty funny. And then maybe next and then 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 they could do a commercial where he's foregrounded and whatever was happening yeah. in the flow ad is and happening in the background. Do you remember Pepsi did that? Did they? They did that with two famous actors, a man and a woman, and I can't remember who the man was, but the woman was um, from, uh, she's famous from Community. Um, she played the blonde uh, woman. Uh, in uh, Jillian Jacobs. Jillian Jacobs, remember? And she comes out of a bodega or something Oh, this with was a, a special, Pepsi, These I were think. the special um, flavored Yes, they might have been when they're in this in the tiny little can. Yeah, was that yeah. not Diet Coke? Was that the flavored Diet Coke? Okay, maybe it was. My apologies. Yeah, I think it was. Maybe it was a flavored Diet Coke. I remember and those she literally Diet bumps into somebody, and then later on we see the commercial from the person she bumped into. Uh -huh. And I, can't, I think that was a famous guy too. Although I'm not 100 so, yeah. percent sure on that. And I always thought that was really cool. I'd love to see that same exact approach with uh, Flo and Doctor Rick. Uh, okay, I just threw two quick commercials here at the end of your list, Genevieve. Um, I saw this one mostly with the sound down, so I'd like to hear it. I've seen it a lot. Um, this is another in the mayhem, mayhem. Mayhem. How do you say it? Mayhem? Mayhem. Mayhem campaign for Allstate. You have Dean Winters. This time he's personifying losing a bet, right? Yeah. So he is on a tricycle in very heavy traffic. It looks like in New York City or something. He's got like a band shaved across his head. Right. Like, and he's got a sign around his neck that says honk at me. I'm a guy who lost a bet and my dignity. As if watching my team lose wasn't punishment enough. What are you looking at, huh? What are you? It's a one speed. <laughs> and if you have cut rate car insurance, odds are you'd be paying for that yourself. So get Allstate. I'd be better protected from mayhem, like me. Hey, I'm walking here. Walk in here. Um, so he's so distracting in traffic that people start crashing into each other. Right. One woman in particular crashes her car into the car in front of her. I don't have a lot to say on that. I just figured if we're talking about these insurance campaigns. It's kind of the newest one in the in the Allstate mm -hmm. uh, mayhem campaign. I mean, my gosh, how many of those, those has, has he made? Quite a few. I mean... Probably dozens and dozens. Has that now become the first line of Dean Winter's obituary? I think it. I, I think it eclipses any. Like we th used to think of him as, I think first and foremost, the guy from Thirty Rock, yeah. right? Liz Lemon's. I mean, to me, like my personal, boyfriend. the personal obituary that I will write for him will involve uh, uh, Dennis Duffy. But yeah, I mean, I think that 
like I mean Oz was a uh, he was a character oh. on Oz which is a pretty big show I don't know if he was like a a main cast character or just like a recurring character but anyway he was he was in that show I know he had some kind of um, role on that show and um, I think he was also in like the Terminator show that I really liked that was lasted oh, yeah. for like five minutes right um, but uh, yeah I mean. Honestly, I mean, if he's probably the thing he's made the most money from is Allstate, if nothing mm-hmm. else. And I think just the the broadest audience. Yeah. If you ask people, like, if you show everybody a picture of this guy, what's their first thought? It, it is probably it's mayhem. mayhem. It's not Dennis Duffy or yeah. that guy from Oz. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, one more, and I didn't even tell you I was putting this on here. Have Uh-oh. you seen this? Twist. H- have you seen this H and R Block commercial? There's not tons to say about <laughs> it, except I have one particular take. Well, it seems like it's right up your alley since its title is Mascot Agent. Yes. Yeah, so I do think that mascots are having. We brought this yes. up, I think, last week no, on I think the show. You're right. I think mascots are having more and more of a moment here in the U.S. Um, I think mascots are kind of inherently funny. Oh yeah, last week we were talking about the fighting orca, which just. I mean the fighting. Um, Okra, okra, okra. <laughs> sorry, not orca. I'd also like to see a fighting orca if, yes. that's, on, if that's on offer. <laughs> Somewhere between an orc and an okra is an orca. Well, it's a um, whale. Yeah, I know. I'm just oh. saying. If you got the orcas right between those two, so oh, alphabetically, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I haven't known what I'm talking I thought, about. This is one like, of my this is one of my worst performances. <laughs> you on after didn't these know messages. what an orca was. I'm just exhausted. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm really embarrassed about this entire show. I'm not even joking. Not the entire run from 2015 well. on, although sort of. <laughs> but especially tonight, I started so groggy. I would love. To, I would actually now that now that that soda I had uh, right at the beginning of the show is starting to kick in. I, I had some sugar. I feel like we could, should restart the show. Would you be interested in doing that with me? I would not. Can you fake your laugh all over again at the things I say? Um, More fake laughter? That's know, a lot. Yeah. Okay, so this is for H&R Block. I don't have tons to say about it, except the mascot in this case is not um, some, you know, animal. It's not a the, critter. It's not a critter of any kind. It's just a person. Yeah. The, the mascot. That's what I think is really even more more having a moment is giant head version, mascot versions of human people. Yeah, Who's the first one you're thinking well, of? Well, I'm thinking it's of we've all, I'm thinking about. of Mayhem because right, Mayhem, Mayhem had a, had a yes, ad, yes, and yes. then I told you I saw him at a foot. I mean, I wasn't there, but like right. I saw him during I think a a college football game yes. uh, during the playoffs where he's like in that. I mean, not probably Dean Winters obviously isn't in the costume, but like someone in the Dean Winters costume is like firing hot dogs into the stands yes and there and and that appeared in one of the mayhem commercials yes. like i'm a mascot yeah, I'm and a, it's just yeah. a mascot of Him. the mayhem yeah character well in this case we see a a guy in his i don't know a young guy in his 20s or something he's in the cereal aisle of a grocery store i think this is interesting too by the way this is not a commercial for cereal so it's just a bunch of made up cereals that's what i was wanting him. to talk about the, you all have the made healthy up wheat o's you have uh fruit colored o's you choco have bran spheres. flakes choco spheres i didn't see that one that's really good anyway this guy is in the grocery store and then he runs into a woman i don't think they know each other they just start up a conversation and this woman is talking about all of the money she saved by using h&r block or by getting a better return from the irs or something by using h&r block and behind her the whole time almost like a hype man is just a big kind of mascotty guy and he's just he, he's I guess representing an H&R block agent and yes. he's just like a white guy with glasses and I think a polo shirt or something only he, it's all like you know in a big mascot uniform hey what's going on 
I switched to H&R Block this year and had one of their experts do my taxes for me. He's uh, kind of dancing behind her, the mascot is, sort yeah. of doing doing the, what do you call it when you make your arms wiggle like that? It's not the worm. You have to get on the ground to do the worm, It's not right? the worm, but it's like if your arms were a worm. Yeah, so he's doing the dance that's dance called. Dance experts, get at me. He's doing the dance that is called If Your Arms Were a Worm. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I switched to H&R Block this year and had one of their experts do my taxes for me. Kind of a big win. Oh, yeah? They have a refund advance loan, so I got money the day I filed. You could get up to $3,500. Pretty huge. I don't think my guy offers that. And it's interest-free. Oh. Oh, yeah. We got to pick up some milk. Great seeing you. The mascot sort of leans over towards her and sort of like pretend whispers in her ear. And she says, oh, yeah, we got to get some milk. And I then th- I think the arms are a worm is part of the robot. Oh, OK. Sure. And I also will note that while she's talking, he's in the background doing the making it rain gesture. Oh, that's true, too. And then she walks away and the mascot kind of um, uh, follows her away. And he, I think he fist bumps the guy in the cereal aisle. You could get an interest free refund advance loan up to 35. 35- I love the giant, you know, perma smile that's yeah. on the mascot's head. That's one of the it's best things funny. about mascots, right? Yeah, like, their, it, their it, expression never changes, and it somehow yes. is hilarious. It, last week, it was the opposite of this. Yes. The, the okra was mean mugging. I think you mean the orca. I, I think I mean the orc <laughs> was mean mugging the whole time and the expression never changes. This is the opposite. The guy's eyes are really wide. Now I've, I've freeze framed that this does no good to our listening audience at all, but I want to put you on the spot and there's no way you'll get this. I'm totally free associating, but okay. who do you think that reminds me of? It is somebody who is on television. Somebody who is on television, the, but not an actor, but not an actor. Um, is it kind of like, um, it's not Chris Hayes. No, but you're very close. Somebody that we're going to be seeing a lot more of during this season, during this political season. Oh, um, oh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Steve. Kornacki. Kornacki. On MSNBC. Yeah, he does, does he not look like. It does like, look like a mascot of Steve Kornacki. It's a mascot of Steve Kornacki. Yeah. It's just picture Steve Kornacki, but mascotified. Exactly. So that's all I had to say about that. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear what they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. I mentioned at the top of the show that I had another um, commercial from the archives from the 90s I was going to play for you and ask you if you think we could build a whole show around it. I think we'll save that for next week since we're going a little bit long and because I'm especially inarticulate today for some reason. Um, but I do want to check in with the ad council here quickly. Um, Listener Josh has something in common with you, Genevieve, and it's not that both of your names begin with the just sound, um, although that as well. That would be a real slim, slim sliver of Venn diagram to hang your hat on. You got your Johns, you got your Jennies, (laughs) you got your Genevieve's. Jacks. Anyway, um, Josh says, I was watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. You love that show. My very favorite. He actually said MST3K, which is what you call it as well, because you're in the inner circle. You don't have to be that in the know to call it that. Mm -hmm. But Josh says, I was watching MST3K, and it reminded me that Deal-A-Meal was a thing. So I'm assuming that one of the little robots or somebody made a joke about Deal-A-Meal. Do you remember Deal-A-Meal? 
now that uh, it is being brought to my attention, I, it does ring a bell. Yeah, I had forgotten about this. It's a little before our time. Well, actually, no, this is I don't 94. think so. I remember seeing these I guess, commercials. I guess it wasn't. And this was a, a weight loss program, right? It was specifically yeah. a weight loss program. Yeah, that's what Richard Simmons was all about. By Richard Simmons, and uh, Josh just wanted to share this blast from the past. Hi, it's me, Richard Simmons, and this is my brand new '94 Deal Meal. Now, this is interesting because this is one of the commercials where Richard Simmons has a lot of energy. <laughs> so that's change. what sort of sets it apart from the rest of this <laughs> Hi, it's me, Richard Simmons, and this is my brand new 94 Deal Meal. You've seen it on TV. Well, now it's in stores, and it's helping millions of people lose weight. I lost 154 pounds. I've lost 184. Now, I want to point out what's happening here visually. So I don't know what deal a meal actually looks like when you, you know, purchase it and sign up for it. But in this case, they're presenting it as a almost like a board game, sort of. It looks like a it says made for TV deal a meal and it's a board game looking box. And on the back of it, you see photos of people and they start off with their quote unquote before photos yeah. where they look overweight and then they um, merge or they sort of morph into what they look like today which is uh, slimmer and more flattering photos. Yeah. And it's those people on the back of the box who are giving these testimonials. Now, it looked like you wanted to jump in there. Do you, you don't really think that the deal meal comes in a box like this, right? It's a total just sort of like, it's almost like the progressive thing. Like, Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how deal meal was, uh, how you acquired the meals. But I'm pretty sure that this is like, just were sort they, of a... Were they like... TV dinners, like what? What were they? Yeah, I'm guessing it was probably something like that, some sort of a frozen meal. Uh, yeah, you could look that up, but I think it's just just for the sake of this commercial. I think it's presented as like sort of a, a game box. Hi, it's me, Richard Simmons, and this is my brand new '94 Deal Meal. You've seen it on TV. Well, now it's in stores, and it's helping millions of people lose weight. I lost 154 pounds. I've lost 184. 173 for me. 277. Thanks, Richard. In 94, way less, not more. But but hurry, because these deal meals are moving out of your favorite store. And then it cuts off. My impression is that deal meal is the reason it's called deal meal is that it was cards. Oh. That would give you like what to eat that day. I so maybe do you think that box is actually It's what it's what came in the box was like all these cards. So I, everything I just said was wrong. Well, I could just put that, just get a tattoo of that on my forehead. We'll call, that's I just what we'll call the was, show tonight. Everything I said was wrong. <laughs> um, so it did come in this like game, board game looking box yeah, to sort of make it. So sort, it sort of gamified of a, it. A, a gamification. Yeah. Long before people were talking about gamifying everything. As always, Richard Simmons was ahead of his time. It is kind of interesting, actually, that he wasn't trying to sell food or prepared meals right. just, just actually ideas. honestly trying yeah. to you know i don't love this is a, you know a different era i don't love the and I, I think even even people who are trying to sell this kind of product they are a little bit more savvy about talking about weight versus health or whatever and maybe that's just cynical anyway maybe this is just more straightforward but honestly Selling kind of advice to people saying, hey, you know, if you mix and match these cards and it just makes sure you that you're getting the right. this many green cards, yeah. this many yellow cards. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a way of helping people or it was a way of helping people uh, reframe like how much how much macros they need. Like I like I've been on a million, you know, systems and whatever myself. And one of the big things that they all do is they 
it's not just about how many calories you consume. It's like what those calories were con- composed of. Yeah. And, you know, you want it to be X percentage protein, X percentage fiber and greens. And they try and there's all different ways of like color coding and what have mm-hmm. you. This is just that. Um, I am seeing also that there's a, a, a cassette tape. I don't know if this came in that box or not, but um, there's a website called Discogs where you can find old like vinyl and what have you. And we could buy the uh, Richard Simmons deal a meal cassette tape if you're interested. I'll try anything. Genevieve, it looks like it's about $10. There's also <laughs> online here um, a full, it looks like hour long. I'm guessing this is sort of like an infomercial called uh, Richard Simmons Deal Your Way to Health VHS Tape 1993. <laughs> so that was the that was when all of that was going down. I hope that Richard Simmons, in all seriousness, I hope that Richard Simmons is doing okay. He really dropped out of the spotlight for a long time and then about, what, five years ago there was that that um, podcast that was like, I'm trying to track down Richard Simmons, which I thought to be a, a pretty crass invasion of privacy and exploitative. And uh, Richard Simmons never appeared on that. I mean, not only did I think that was an invasion of privacy, it just sort of ended, the podcast sort of ended with a whimper. Like, well, we never got an interview with Richard Simmons. Yeah. Um, but it sounded like he potentially is really struggling with things, and we really have not heard from him in a long time. So I just Kelly earnestly made a public statement okay. not that long ago, uh, kind of in the summer on his 75th birthday. Yeah. Um, and just like he seems to be, you know, he's 75 years old. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's an older man. I think he's like, didn't the podcast sort of imply, though, that there might be people in his life, in his life, who are sort of like taking away his own agency? I mean, yeah. the podcast sort of made it sound like it was they were trying to help him, although I think they were trying to help themselves. In 2014, he mysteriously vanished from the spotlight, prompting wildly varying speculation about what had happened, including rumors that his housekeeper was holding him hostage, yeah, right, or that he was transgender and was now a woman named Fiona. Hmm. Um. So it sounds like that was all horseshit, and mm. he was just like out of the spotlight because he's an older man and probably wasn't like in the best of health. Well, I don't want to be like that cynical podcaster, but I would say if Richard Simmons is listening to this and wants to be in a different kind of podcast, hey, come on always, here. The we'll just talk about we'll just talk about commercials with you. We're yeah. not we're not trying to get a piece of you. We just want you to do. He's okay. done a gajillion commercials. We could do a whole show of Richard Simmons. Oh, commercials. we could. Yeah, he's great. I love yeah. Richard Simmons. I mean, I've never heard an un- I've never heard a bad word about him. Yeah. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. He used to go on, was it Letterman or something? He would just go on talk shows and just be such a flirt and he would just make people blush so much. Yeah, it was great. You got to love it. All right, uh, guys, my apologies for my behavior today. (laughs) Next next week, the show is going to be so tight. You're going to love it. Um, but in the meantime, tell us what commercials are catching your eyes or tell ears. Us, tell us what uh, MST3K episodes you're most fond of. I just, mean, I don't know if there's you really... You just tell me that. Yeah, maybe you could you just want to give out your personal email address for that one. I, you can send it to the ATM. It's GenevieveLovesAndrew69 <laughs> at gmail.net. Uh, no, uh, you can email gmail. us. Gmail.net. <laughs> one of the few... Yeah. Gmail.net addresses out there. You can email us directly for real. <laughs> after these messages show at gmail.com. After these messages show at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 607 444 5597. That's. 
That's what we want to hear. We want to hear your voice. So give us a call, 607-444-5597. You can find, um, oh, well, first of all, you can find the commercial that I just uploaded because the internet was too scared to post yeah. it. The Abraham Lincoln, who's Xfinity, right? I already forgot. The Abraham Lincoln mole commercial yeah. is see on our YouTube page. See the ad that Xfinity doesn't want you to see. Oh, I love it. Uh, go to our YouTube page. Look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube. And why do I feel like I'm forgetting? Oh, Facebook. There's yeah, a Facebook, Facebook page. That's where Josh posted his thing about Richard Simmons. Just look for After These Messages community on Facebook. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Home makeover. Couldn't touch me. Backyards. Kittens. Puppies. 401k.